0: welcome to bash university live great to have you with us we are talking fishing today so much controversy going on in the sport right now we're talking fishing are you confused about what line to choose i get this question all the time uh you know which line are you selecting for you know drop shot finesse stuff for certain forward-facing techniques when you're frogging when you're flipping we're going to be diving into the lines with a great friend of Bash University, longtime Bash University instructor, Fred Rombanis, one of the greatest anglers on the planet, uh, certainly one of the greatest frog fishermen on the planet, uh, and just a lot of fun. So we're, we're going to be diving in with him about, uh, you know, what what type of lines he uses for all the different situations. And I know we, we love to throw Cortland line, too, here at Bash U. I know he does. So we're going to be talking about braid when you throw braid when you choose not to throw braid and when you are throwing it what are the diameters that you're going to be throwing in different situations so it's going to be a lot of fun we might talk a little controversy too because that's that's what we do but um glad to have you guys with us there's so much going on right now uh we just uh we come back from a big holiday. I hope everybody at home had a wonderful Thanksgiving. I got to spend a little time with my family, and uh, and and I screwed up the turkey. Rich, did like you? I, I did. What, how'd that happen? I undercooked it. Oh, Pete, oh man! I was
1: hearing how good of a cook you were on the ride home from Delaware, and you're messing up the turkey.
2: I I guilty. Oh, guilty. guilty. Right, so I screwed what, it up. What? How did you? How did you bounce back from it? uh
0: you know the yeah the stuffing of mashed potatoes saved the day but uh no i just uh you know it's just so hard to get that temperature right especially when you got five dishes that you're all trying to get heated up at the same time mm-hmm. and if the turkey is even has a l- little bit of frozen n- nature to it it's uh which i didn't think mine did i thought i was completely thawed mm. anyway i screwed mine up i need <laughs> to go fry it
1: yeah you just need a frozen turkey and just fry that sucker
0: i fry that sucker that's what i need to do i might try that next year of course
3: i'll probably burn the house down that's yeah. gonna catch on fire
0: yeah
1: <laughs> you're supposed to i don't know i don't know how to cook but i'm just telling you what i've been seeing online people say you get <laughs> a frozen turkey good. and you put
2: it in there yeah the you fryer.
0: just you put it in there and the flames go 30 10, feet into the air ben yeah
3: Allen said he microwaved
0: it <laughs> mike that's what that Spice? i i hate to admit it i had to microwave uh to put the finishing touches on on some of the carvings but still it's still good it was great my aunt aunt was in uh you know at our thanksgiving she moved home from florida and uh it was great to have her with us and jake was uh you know just it's just nice to spend time around the family did you have a
2: good thanksgiving yeah yeah it was nice um uh every year my dad and i we we fish in the morning on thanksgiving so we fished uh love that tradition it, yeah yeah it it, it it uh used to it used to be you know go duck hunting but now that you know the dog's a little older and we don't hunt her anymore it's it's go fishing so we we fished out on the bay had some fun caught caught some fish caught a couple nice ones um
3: so like every other day yeah <laughs> <laughs> well
2: yeah but and then uh yeah no thanksgiving thanksgiving was good um you know, Good. typical Thanksgiving deal, hang around with the family, eat more food than you need to, and uh, just enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's awesome.
0: I know, Josh, you got a lot of family, I do. and you, you have to do I, double duty.
3: Yeah, double duty. I mean, I did three Thanksgivings, technically. Did you week. cook? Three Thanksgiving. I did not cook okay. at all. This oh is the first goodness. year I didn't make anything. I felt really guilty showing up. <laughs> 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 I have nothing. Give me all your food. Uh,
0: I like that. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's that's an interesting way to go. But uh Justin, how about you?
1: i uh, just watched some football and hanged around, man. You know.
0: How about them Eagles?
1: Yeah, that's right. Wow. I was there. Yeah. Cheered on the boys. That's, that's right. right. You were there. Yeah. You were
0: wet there.
3: How wet were you?
1: Uh, I wasn't wet at all. Actually, I got I uh was my my buddy's uh dad got us into like one of these red zone suites, and Ooh. then we were like kind of covered. So oh, yeah, nice. We were, I was living the life on on Sunday.
2: I'm I'm glad to hear that because I, we know that if you had to prepare your own rain gear, you likely <laughs> would have got wet.
1: You're absolutely right, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wore my Carhartt stuff, and I thought about wearing my new my new bibs I got from Tackle Direct. Shout out Tackle Direct, and, but I didn't because I knew I was going to be covered. Nice. You know, got a couple <laughs> of drops on me. But that's awesome.
0: <laughs> can't complain about that. That that is did, you did get some new uh, Tackle
1: Direct bibs. That's that, good. That's right. Yep. Good for you. Black Friday sale, during the Black Friday sale. <laughs> That's
3: awesome. I, and speaking of Black Friday sales, Nick Mayberry said, hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving and didn't empty your bank account on fishing sales like he did.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> he bought
3: some new jigs, new jig rod, along with new square bills, a few shirts and new line. He went nice. crazy.
2: Good
0: for
1: you, man. Nice. Yeah, I splurged a little bit too. Got a new reel. You know, did you? Yeah. Yep, gotta be pre- prepared for the Yodas next year. Yeah, you know, yes, sir. Trying to get, trying to get ahead of the game. People. Call, M-
2: call MLF December
0: first. Yep, a lot of deals going on, including at Bash University. So many new subscribers and welcome. Uh, we've had so many people sign up for our uh holiday deal, our Black Friday deal. We have our Cyber Week uh deal going on right now. So get signed up if you haven't yet. It's a great time to do it. Give it as a gift. Uh, You know, there's a lot of places to get your fishing uh, training and, you know, Bash University, we work hard to deliver some of the premium trainers, the premium trainers in the industry, giving you the the stuff that's truly going to help you become a better angler. So uh, get over there and get yourself signed up and tickets are on sale. Uh, We have our holiday deal uh, still going on. They're 10% off. It's still our early bird uh, special going on. That makes an amazing gift. Uh, give to somebody that, you know, that might want to attend and learn. We have amazing classes going on. You can check them out at the Uh, we're going to be, uh, at four locations this year. So oh, yeah, yeah. A lot of great stuff. I had a really cool thing. Uh, Jake is, um, uh, you know, he's diving into the youth fishing and, and one of his buddies is wanting to dive in. His, his uh, father called me and said, look, I have no idea what to get this young man. And he gave me a budget and i went to tackle direct i filled out a cart nice of uh you know it's, it's interesting you know cuz you got to you got to look at what you know what things you're going to select right. for somebody that's just starting to build sure. their tackle collection you know for somebody like me that's been collecting for 40 years you're, you're uh, basically giving them like a starter pack it's a starter pack you know of a, of just some real basics okay. you know stuff to be able to throw you know some texas rigs yeah. some uh some jigs some crankbaits some uh, you know, some spinner baits, just some, you know, just good, consistent tools, uh, DT sixes made sure that, you know, just a great all around crankbait that can catch them in so many different situations. Um, so I got to spend a lot of time putting that kit together for, uh, for him. What a what a cool experience that was. So, uh, I hope you guys, uh, I hope you guys didn't spend all your money. But um,
3: speaking of spending all your money, (laughs) today is Giving Tuesday, and I just wanted to put out there that the Ike Foundation is hosting a fundraiser to stock a lake. So if you make a donation, you can nominate a lake that you think deserves to be stocked, and we'll do everything on the back end to vet it and try and get that that lake stocked. So awesome! our initiative is to stock a lake, so consider donating.
0: Consider it. IkeFoundation.org. Yep. Uh, get your get your donations in there, and um, and we've got a great show. Like I said, you're just you're just tuning in. Fred Rombanis is going to be here in just a couple minutes. We're going to be talking about fishing lines. What you know, when to throw, which type of line, which pound test uh, for really every application. We're going to dive into things uh, deep with a good friend of Bash University, longtime Bash University instructor, Fred Rombanis. If you're watching over on Facebook, like and share the feed. We've got a really cool prize. I see some boom boom swim baits sitting out there, Josh. What are we giving away today?
3: Today we are giving away for our grand prize some boom boom swim baits and some Cortland line.
0: Excellent. Yes. Sweet. And then
3: for our like and share, it's a it's a pack of Cortland line and a bash you hat.
0: Nice. Excellent. So pay attention. We're going to be asking you a question. I know um, a lot of you guys know the process now. We're going to be writing that question on the IM board. And whoever gets the correct answer will win the grand prize. So pay attention to what's going on here today. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back with Boom Boom Rombanis.
4: Aquaview, the
2: leader in underwater viewing technology. Find what you are looking for, catch more fish, have more fun, Aquaview, seeing is believing.
0: Why do you love catching fishing rods? I'm truly
1: losing less fish.
0: Is the sensitivity of the rod.
1: That's right here in North
4: Carolina in the USA. Strongest, lightest rod. 100% made here in Sanford, North Carolina. The drop shot rod to the flipping stick. Every rod has a purpose to it, and I rely on them all the time when I'm out doing a tournament.
2: Durability in the John Cruise Worming series, the counterbalancing in the handle. It's the only rod I found that can withstand my hook set. Boom goes the dynamite.
4: On the water not spent fishing is a moment wasted that's why minnkota and Humminbird have joined forces to bring you the one boat network products that communicate and integrate to help you take full command of your boat born from our commitment to making the most advanced fishing gear even better by making it work together the one boat network will help you find get to stay on and catch more fish When One Boat Network products talk to each other, they can navigate your boat automatically. They can give you a crystal clear view of what's below with no messy wires. And they can let you lower, raise, and change shallow water anchor modes from anywhere on the boat. But that's just the beginning. We're never done innovating, integrating, and making your boat simpler and easier to control. All so you can make every second on the water count.
2: Cortland Line Master Braid, America's premium super braided fishing line. Manufactured in our Cortland, New York facility and constructed from the highest quality spectra fibers available. Cortland Line Company, made in America since 1915.
4: to have the best eyewear. My eyes are essential to doing my job. It's the highest
2: quality lens that I've ever used. Top-of-the-line performance in these glasses. But they're priced for absolutely everyone. The everyday angler can afford them. As a touring professional pro, if I can depend on them, I know the weekend angler can as well.
1: Hobie Eyewear built for the pros. Priced for everyone. (laughs)
0: <laughs> welcome back to i thought we had 30 seconds justin
1: that was 30 seconds
0: yeah. that was 30 seconds ago that, seconds that i got ago. that warning <laughs> well welcome back uh to bash university live everybody glad you're with us uh great opportunity to talk about fishing at my house this morning i had snow on my boat cover and I, I know it's already happening i see ice fishing uh starting to happen in a lot of different places around the country already (laughs) and i know down south you guys are you guys are still at it man throwing jerk baits lipless uh going deep with uh forward-facing sonar doing hover rig fishing and damiki rig stuff all that
1: stuff is happening right now let's just take a trip to florida you know in a couple weeks maybe go pump some mats or something come on let's go i can't deal with this cold no more man
0: don't we have a connection in Bass University down in Lake Okeechobee? I think we have a couple.
2: You we got connections me. everywhere. We yeah. do. Yeah. We just got to get the uh, clearance to roll, and we're we're going. Yeah. That's
0: awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so that's enough. Awesome. Cool. We need a meetup down at Lake Okeechobee right now. <laughs> but uh, we're not fishing. We're to, we're in the we're in the studio right now. But our guest today is uh, he's out on the water. And uh, he's been with us for a long time, really since the beginning. Fred Freddie and I go way back, traveled together for a few years, uh, fishing on the old FLW trail. And um, I'm really glad to have him with us today. We're going to be diving into fishing lines, guys. So uh, get your questions together, whatever you know, whatever questions you might have about you know the the choices that you're you need to make for the variety of techniques that we have out there. We're going to be talking about that stuff, uh, really, right now. Do we have Freddie in the in the waiting room? There yeah, he Freddy. is. There he is. Hey, our guys. buddy, Boom Boom, out on the water. How are you, man?
5: Man, I'm doing great. It's a beautiful day. I actually came up to Oklahoma from Arkansas, and uh, we're on Lake Tenkiller.
0: That's awesome, Rich. I think we need to start hosting this show from the water.
2: Yeah, let's uh let's do that. Yeah. Um,
1: uh, let's start in the spring.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, it's uh it, it's great to have you, Lake 10 Killer out there. Man, the weather looks beautiful. It uh it looks like you're gonna you got a high pressure day going on out there. Looks like it might be a kind of a hard condition to
5: deal with right now. Yeah, you know, it's funny because the reason we came here, we had our first really major cold front yesterday. And, uh, I mean, it got into the 20s in Arkansas, 20s here in Oklahoma, and uh, yet the sun was going to shine. So the smallmouth generally triggered. From when I lived here in Oklahoma, this was the place to go, and uh, it did not disappoint. We got here at about 1.30 yesterday, and, um, you know, we probably caught around 16, 17 pounds. A smallmouth one uh, close to 5 pounds. And so uh, we stayed out here, and we're... Neat. We're out here now. So it seems to be a little bit more of an afternoon bite. Um, we've caught a couple and then I'm with my buddy Ted, longtime friend. You guys have heard me talk about when I talk about swim bait fishing growing up in California. Um, Ted Ted's one of my best friends I grew up with, and uh really kind of got me into swim bait fishing. So he's out here and uh we're finesse fishing.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that's awesome. <laughs> well, putting that corner nice line to work. A while ago. <laughs> well, it's well, you know. At the pre-call, because we always got to check the feed, of course, Ted Ted caught a fish. And it's very upsetting to us uh, to, to have you guys fish, not only fishing, but catching fish, you know. Uh, but that, that was really cool. We got to see a fish catch before the show started.
5: Yeah, I'm kind of hoping I get bit here. I'm, I'm kind of just sitting in the console of the boat uh, so I can put the phone up. But um, it's it, yeah. dragging a little tank cool. around, you know. Yeah, well... Um, well, we we have it. we're having you
0: on today. We want to talk about a uh, fishing line. It, it's a question that we get. I mean, you know, like everybody that's learning how to fish, whether they're beginner, intermediate, or or they're advanced, and maybe they're having trouble with a certain technique. They're trying to figure out which lines that they need to be throwing, uh, and what diameter when when to be throwing braid, when to when when fluorocarbon is the answer, and is monofilament still a factor? uh you know as i see setting
5: hook over there no just hung up on a rock but dragging it (laughs) (laughs) well what do you what are you fishing we're good okay that's that's awesome this is a great topic because to be honest with you i mean there's so many different types of fish line out there and there's so many variables like if you're if you're fishing the right bait but the wrong line you're not getting bit so i mean there's just there's reasons why we use different different things so i think this is a great topic
0: I, I do too. Well, let's start at the beginning. Uh, you know, I see you're using a spinning rod today. Uh, what, what do you What are you fishing with right now, and what line are you using?
5: Well, I got the Cortland Master Braid. Um, we're, we're actually uh, prototyping a few different um, few different braids. Um, we're, we're we're prototyping uh, different colors. Sorry, we've got. That's the cool thing about Cortland is you know being a, being with them. They're built here in the USA. We can try different things. So we've got one line that. You know we're messing around with some pink color line there's a pink one this is one on ted's rod i've got it like a bluish line we're kind of in some algae so it doesn't show up that well here but got, it's a real nice pretty blue and then we've got a um, another one here that's like an aqua blue and um, this is just a little top order a little secret to top water map but uh, <laughs> we'll go ahead and hide that no um it's wakasaki if you guys ever seen it by Depps, pretty cool little thing brings schooling fish to the surface um well that's cool so hopefully we'll get on that bike too today. And um, no, so I'm, I'm really just using eight pound uh, eight with pounds. the master braid, eight pound. I know, I know that's another thing. Like, so the reason I'm using eight, we're, we're in a pretty clear water lake. Um, it's thin, I can cast a mile. Um, the primary technique I got going on is obviously Yamotor Senko, got it on a little Niko rig and uh, just being able to bomb it a mile. I got, now I got 12 pound leader on this. So it's not like I'm going eight pound to light line, I'm actually going heavy leader, but with the light line and you use the leader, you know, five, six foot of is about all you need. It actually, it's like fly fishing. It's it's weight forward, it, it casts you even further. So when you get to a little tiny uh, Ned rig or something like that too, it actually helps your casting. So having a little heavier leader than the, than the diameter of your braided line. Um, so it's all about distance with me and just, and then the braid, obviously the thinner it is, it'll cut through the water column quicker. And um, that's where I think, you know, Probably something we can dive into a little bit here in a little bit um, is why we use different lines for different techniques. So the, I I know we've talked about this
0: before. Like you you love that eight pound, and you were like Pete, you got to try that eight pound. You can't you can't believe how strong that Cortland eight is, and uh, and you're using it. Uh, I, I like lo- let's let's talk about it a little bit. I love that that component because I was thinking about that. The the diameter on that is next to nothing so
5: that's going to allow you to fish a lot deeper yeah i mean if you took it in comparison like monofilament you're talking one pound diameter so i mean you you know you're <laughs> it's like one to two pound diameter like if you really to, to to break it down but i mean it's so thin that uh you know if you're fishing current situations you want that line to get down there and uh current will drag if you have any you know any more diameter than that so it's going to not give you a good contact you know i want to get to the bottom sometimes and that's it's important. And then of course, you know, making these long casts and it's so strong when you tie the right, right. knot. um, you know, a lot of guys like the FG knot, I, I, you know, FG knots great. It takes me a long time to do it. So I do like an Alberto and just do a couple extra, uh, hit, you know, at the very end, I just do it a couple extra times and wrap it around and that locks it in real nice, but I could do it in like 28, 30 seconds.
4: So it's I all love the, that
5: i love that me too Same. that's exactly what i do you know what
0: you know what else i've taken to uh is i use um crazy glue on that knot oh really uh, yeah i've done that um as j- I just an extra measure uh because depending on the leader material that you're thr- yeah. throwing you don't know how everything's going to marry up and but man you you put a just a little brush of crazy glue on that knot it locks it in Locks it in. I tie it in thirty seconds, and I never ever worry about that leader knot. It's just it's a non-factor anymore, yep. you know. So so that's and I, the speed is key because I, I I seen a lot of guys, um man. They 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 tie long leaders, and they might put up with a little abrasion on their line because they don't want to take the time to retie a leader, you know. And with that Alberto knot, man, you could tie it so fast. It's just a non-factor.
5: It really is. And, and the way we fish, you know, you know, I'm fishing the Major League Fishing again this year as well. But, uh, you know, it's 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 all fish count, so I can't waste time. And then, you know, if you rush a knot, I mean, I, I don't have to rush in Alberto. Like, it's just natural for right. me to do it that quick. But, like, an FG, if I have to rush that, dude, I'm going to miss something. You know, and it's just yeah. not going to be it's just, you got to start all over. And it's, uh it, it's then I start getting the, the tremors. Guy drank too many energy drinks or something like that, you know. So <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's that, that excitement you get from an energy drink turns into anxiety and frustration real quick. <laughs> yeah, anger. Classes after fishing. That's interesting. <laughs> that,
0: and knots are important to tie a good knot. Like you can have the most, the best knot that has ever been designed, but if you don't tie it well. It's a terrible knot, yeah. you know, so right. you've got to be good at it. And when you're on energy drinks in the middle of heat, <laughs> in the heat of <laughs> battle, I, I could see where you can mess up. Uh-huh. What do what, what we got on the on board, Josh?
3: How, we, how we range with snow Fred, Do you use different length leaders for different braid colors?
5: what's your length leaders no you know what i do honestly the only reason i have different colors on the reels is for different techniques so i know which one i'm grabbing like a drop shot versus a little you know like ball-headed swim bait or oh, uh, cool. or cool like i just like to have a different color because when i get dialed on that pattern uh most of the time what i'll do is i'll tie my leader you know when i tie the alberto knot i'll tie the leader from the spool and i'll reel it and once the knot gets to my spool from the entire rod and me holding the leader that's about the length i cut it at Um, it just seems to be perfect. Gives me a little bit of working because you're not going to break the braid. I don't don't ever break the knot area. So I'm breaking the flow carbon leader. And so it gives me some working room too. So I figure as long as you have about five foot, you're good. But, um, I I just, you know, I like to get down to the spool and that's when I cut it. And that's, that's pretty much across the board on every technique, but great question. Yeah.
0: And great question, Howie. Always great to have you with us. The, uh, high vis like, Cortland line is amazing at their at their line colors because their process it doesn't bleed the the color stays with the line uh and you can see a lot of other lines don't necessarily have that that line will peel off it'll you'll see it you'll see it gray out but the Cortland's really got a great process do you always use high vis or are there times when you
5: use the moss green or low vis braided line that's a great question. So like on my, on my bait casters, when I'm frogging and flipping, I like to have a low vis green. I like to have, you know, a moss green color to me. That's just perfect. Um, just keeps it natural. Go uh, ahead. I'm not really paying attention to the, to the line as much as I'm paying attention to the bait and the lure. So, um, it's, it's not an indicator for me. If I'm out here finesse fishing, and stuff like that, I like to see my line, you know, I like to see it at a distance. I like when I make a long cast. Uh, and so, therefore if you have a full carbon leader it's invisible at that point um i just like the visibility of it for that purpose i'm not saying you couldn't do it on a bait caster or do it with frogs i've done we've played around with some some of the colors like the pink and stuff and i caught some fish on a frog but i'm still taking a sharpie to about you know three foot in front of that frog and it's really probably just mental <laughs> um, because i'm dying i'm tying direct to the bait with the braid at that point so uh, right. I just keep it as natural green as possible. And like you said, the the dyes don't bleed. It stays true to its color. Um, I mean, the, the, you know, I know we're doing a lot of promotion here with Cortland, but they're a true American company guys. They, they've been around since I believe like 1912 and, um, back in the day, like in world war two, they actually put all their efforts into, um, to our soldiers. They, they did like, um, all the paracords, candle wicks, shoelaces for our soldiers. So, um, it's really cool, the heritage of the company. And they're they're right there in Syracuse, New York, and um, great people, great family environment. And a bulk spool that I use, they do it in a process that takes close to four weeks to make one spool. They're not doing it super fast. They're doing it very precise. Um, they, they It takes about four weeks to make a 1,500-yard spool. And there's no hiccups in it. Um, if, if one of the, the materials runs out, they completely cut that the end they they don't try to splice and and continue they do not do it fast where they um heat treat it because that'll that'll damage the materials so it's it's really the cleanest smoothest braid i've ever used
0: it's it is great line and they do an amazing job both you and i have been to the factory to watch them do this work and it is really awesome like that like when you talked about the splicing component of it if you've ever seen braided line, uh, being constructed and you can actually see it being woven on the Cortland line commercial, uh, that we just played, you can see the spindles, uh, and what'll happen is one, one spindle will run out as they're weaving the braid and, um, you know, they won't splice it. They, you know, and that can be done. You can splice it right there and you can, uh, and you can continue wrapping. It's probably a more cost-effective, uh, way to do things, but, uh, not at Courtland, They're, they're, they're not going to put that imperfection in anything that they're releasing. So you can bet that's what you're getting. Uh, you're getting that high quality when you get it in the box. You'd be so.
5: surprised how many companies do splice <laughs> and you would never know it as a consumer, as a, as, you know, you would never know it until it fails. So, um, that's yeah. You don't have to worry about that with Cortland.
0: I know with, with all the double digit fish that I catch, I can't afford to have a splice
2: in my line.
5: Yeah. <laughs> I gotta,
0: I gotta, I gotta be, I gotta be sure.
4: <laughs>
2: I got a, I got a fun fact on the on the social message board from Tracy Norway Lions. Fun uh-huh. fact: Mickey Mantle used Cortland Line. Really? really? Yeah. How cool is that? She said, yeah. Was he a God fly fisherman? I'm sure he was a fly f- yeah. must have been a fisherman of some sort. Uh, or, I mean, right. maybe back then, maybe he was using for shoelaces out there on the diamond. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Drop the <laughs> bombs using 50-pound Cortland line as a shoelace.
5: Yeah. Uh, or maybe he was just <laughs> jumping out of uh, airplanes with a parachute. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Flying right That's into
2: important. the
0: stadium. <laughs>
5: That's right. Yeah,
0: awesome. <laughs> right to the stadium. <laughs> well, they're known for their fly fishing line. That's the the name you guys, I'm sure, have heard of that. And they're they they make the premium fishing line and have for a hundred years. Uh, so mm-hmm. a lot of you guys are getting introduced to them uh, because of their awesome braided line. But what do you? Uh, what question do you have, Josh?
3: Um, Brian Hayes wants to know how do you prevent braid from digging into your spool with such low pound test?
5: I've Interesting first- question always add backing to it. Um, and I don't like to use more than I need as far as the braid. So, you know, on a, on a spinning reel like this, I'll probably have about hundred yards of the braid. But when you're talking this thin, you need a, quite a bit of backing. This is a, a Dreadnought 3000. It's a pretty big spool on a pretty big spinning reel. And um, so I have, I actually have 12 pound mono backing. So it's pretty thick and it just absorbs that. So it doesn't want to sink into itself. You do not have an issue with it and then on a bait caster even when i'm frog and i still leave a little bit of mono as backing just a couple of wraps around and that helps when you set the hook on a frog or something like that from sinking into itself now naturally it will happen if you're locked down drag and you got an eight pounder hitting your frog and you set the hook or even you know a four pounder will do it it'll still want to sink in a little bit but um usually a, a good cast later you just it'll pop out you know so you're back to normal and um yep. you won't have to worry about the line breaking that's the other thing about the Cortland, like so the 50 pound so, uh, you know, I've, I've used braids where I get a blow up five feet from the boat, six feet from the boat, and I set the hook and it breaks. And I can break 65, you know, no problem if if it's not, you know, <laughs> it's not Cortland. <laughs> so, like, I've, I've done it, and uh, I've yet to do it with Cortland. It's that strong braid. So, it has that impact strength where, like, some braids, if you push it together, you see that loosen up a little bit. And then that's what happens on a, on a short impact hook set. It'll it'll pull real tight and it'll cut itself. Um, you're not going to have that issue with Cortland.
0: Well, it's great, great question, and uh, let me ask you this: You're on your leader material most of the time. I'm assuming you're using fluorocarbon and tw- Like, what what are the different leader pound tests that you'll use when you're on the different techniques, like drop, from drop shot to, you know, whatever you're using right now?
5: Yeah, I mean, honestly, a I'll, I'll drop shot, and I go anywhere from six, five pound, <laughs> just depending on where I'm at. But um, five pound all the way to ten pound. I don't like going much heavier than that because it actually impedes with the action of the drop shot bait itself once you get to heavier leader. Um, unless you're fishing in, like, you know, some heavy cover and stuff like that. You're not really worried about it. You're using a bigger worm. You know, you might get away with some 12 or even 15. But I, I consider that more flip shot and power shot and stuff like that. Um, and then, you know, as far as, like, throwing a, you know, a ball-headed swim bait, um, I like 8-pound. I like going straight 8-pound on it. Um, and and it really, I'm, I'm, I'm using that 8-pound uh the eight pound Cortland almost exclusively now. Sometimes I'll go to the 10. If I get down to Florida and I'm in the reeds or something like that, that 10 is really strong. I wanted your opinion on that because I know you like a little bit heavier. I've just gotten to, to, to that really finesse program, um, of the lighter stuff, just getting the distance. And I've just loved the feel of it. And I haven't had any breakage issues.
0: Well, the, the 10 pound is where I've kind of, you know, that's where I, I started using a uh, braided line, on my spinning rods, you know, I was like 10 pounds seems to be the best cast, the the marriage of good cast ability and good strength. You're influencing me to drop down to the eight, uh, which I'm, I'm, you know, I want, I'm going to start doing, I want to try that. I want to feel that. I especially love what you just said uh, about current. Cause uh we're going to be back at thousand islands this year. Mm-hmm. And yeah, when you're to me too. 30 feet of water with that massive flow, you get that, you know that bow in your line um having eight pound with like two pound test diameter you know being able to cut give you more direct feel either being able to get your baits through the habitat being able to feel strikes better being able to get a, a better quicker hook set without so much drag on the line I'm, I'm very excited about getting involved with that this year but what uh what i fish around a lot is garbage with spinning rods. Like most people might go to a bait caster to do some of the things that I like to do with a spinning rod. So, if when I'm fishing around barnacles, zebras, heavy wood, uh, throwing a, a stick bait most of the time or a heavy drop shot in those situations, I've gone up to the 15 pound Cortland and I love it. I absolutely love it. It gives me that extra confidence when I've got a big fish in that gnarly mess uh, to be able to have the power to move that fish when I need to. And, you know, additional abrasion resistance and it's cast ability just freaks me out compared to (laughs) some other 15 pound tests that I've used. Like, you you know, you can't even cast, you know, 20 yards, you got to push it so hard, but the, the tight woven Cortland, just makes it slip out of that rod so nicely. Uh, so the 15 pound cast, like a dream, uh, I can skip, I move my leaders up to like, I'll go up to 14 and 16 pound test leaders. Uh, you know, so I'm beefed up, uh, for a fight, you know, and I'm, I'm impressed. I'm so impressed with that. It just gives you a lot of extra strength. So, I'm going to try to influence you to get some 15 on when you're in that situation. I'm definitely going to try out your eight uh, strategy in a lot of places oh, this year. You try for
5: sure. For sure. I could see like, especially when you're throwing like a a weightless, you know, like a floating worm scenario, that heavier mm-hmm. gauge, you know, even like a, a soft, like a jerk bait, you know, would be good too. With that 15, for sure. Exa- now, exactly. Would you go direct with that or would you go, would you put a leader on it? I, I go with a leader.
0: I, I usually, okay. like I said, I'll go twelve to sixteen pound test leaders um, on that. You know, to just I'm basic I'm just beefing the whole system up, but right. yet I'm still finesse fishing. You know, yeah. so it, you know, so it like down in Florida. Although I haven't fished there much lately, but I I would use that around the reed heads. You know, stuff that's mm-hmm. like the alligator grass. You know, stuff that you know. You're going to be in, in for a in <laughs> yeah. 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 So it's, it, it really is. But, but what makes it so exceptional is the castability of that Cortland 15. It just, it, it, other lines, you know, you're just, you, you just don't have that, that versatility. Uh, so I'm really impressed with that component of it. So, so that's what I, so we got our, so for spinning rods, I think we both are similar in that I, I, I use the high viz. Uh, I love the strike detection component of it. I can see the line where it lays. Uh, you know, if the, what whether the bait's on the bottom or not, you know, I can see all that stuff. Um, so we're we're similar in that regard. Let's move over to Bay castle. We talked about it a little bit. like let's let's dive into the frog end of the game and you touched on it. I mean, you're famous uh, for for being one of the best frog anglers in the world ish says he's better but i don't know
5: what, what do you say uh, i don't go there with that i i love throwing <laughs> a frog that's all i'm gonna say um but you know what i'll tell you what ish is a good dude he's a great frog fisherman and uh we actually fished a tournament years ago together um and, and i'll be honest with you he was a better frog fisherman at one point for sure because he did it more than me back in, in uh, the 90s
1: Uh,
5: (laughs) but now i'm not going no
0: let me let me uh, no
4: it's awesome but
5: uh
0: let me give you this compliment let me give you this compliment because you and i got we had a treat we got to go to mexico and fish and and i got to watch you fish a frog and i and i was just i was amazed that you were able to trigger bites that that i couldn't i couldn't trigger near as many as you could uh if you're you have a knack for that technique. There's no doubt. It was, guys, check it out. It's over on. It's one of many uh, Fred Fred Rombanis instructional pieces available over on Bass University. So you guys can go check that out and watch Fred put the beat down on me with a frog. <laughs> uh, we we
4: got
5: to go do that again. That was man. fun. Yeah, I'm in for that,
0: one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. That was good. Except for I'm still a little scared about the trip back and forth from the lake to the airport. <laughs> that was a little sketchy. That
5: was. We drove through some neighborhoods. What, those big tall margaritas made it worth it when we got there.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it, was, it was an awesome experience. So let's talk about uh, you know, so you. I heard you say fifty. Um, I heard your color. You're using moss green.
5: You're you're you coloring the line the last three feet with the magic marker. That's if I'm using like the the bright pinks and the prototypes I've been I've been messing around with. Um, okay. if I'm going to use a bright color, which which is great. I mean, it's fun, but um, I I do bait casters. I just, I really feel like the moss green is, is all you really need. Um, And and, and what's funny is like a lot of, a lot of times I'll throw a frog, you know, 65 pound, um, you know, braid, but man, with the, with the Cortland, I I just, I get away with 50. I get away with a lighter braid. I make longer casts. It doesn't break. And um, here's a neat thing about it too. Um, The, the, when you work a frog, different braids will give you different actions with the frog, some kind of hold, and I, I, I call it water weight. You feel the weight of the line when you're fishing and not the action of the bait. Um, so with this, you're actually feeling the frog, you're getting it to walk, you're getting it to do what it needs to do to trigger those bites um, because you're getting direct contact to it. Um, it just floats up real nice over the, over the water. It doesn't hold on to that extra moisture.
0: I, I I remember hearing you talk about that a lot, and so you're stuck. You're you're throwing fifty with exclusively with a frog. Do you, well, is there any situation I mean, where you'll go up if the habitat is different, or do you ever switch it around?
5: You know, I'll be honest. If I if I fish where it's like matted straw grass stuff like that at Rayburn, I'll probably go to sixty five. Um, mm-hmm. I'll beef it up a little bit, but a lot of it is how far am I making that cast? Am I am I really trying to make the frog walk, or am I trying to you know? trigger them just on a on a a pop and go situation you know if you want to make a frog walk and dance and do cool things go with the 50.
0: Interesting and and are you are you a popping frog guy or are you a uh, a pointy nose walking the frog kind of guy?
5: So you know I actually have a boom boom frog you guys know I have my own signature frog so I've got a popping version and I've got a regular. My popping version is actually a, a more subtle like high pressure, the fishing, not high pressure weather, but high pressure fishing situation, it's, it's just a, it's a more, um, finessey frog. It's not really one that you're just going to go bloop, bloop, bloop. It's more of a a spit, like a, um, pencil popper mouth. Um, but here's the thing about it. It does catch like, if you're going to fish around cover and lily pads, stuff like that, the way the lips design, it will want to catch that, that pad. So for the most part, I throw my pointy nose, original boom, boom frog. It it, it makes a huge amount of commotion. When you walk it, you can snap it. And, um, it just really triggers big bites. So it's hard for me to put that frog down again. If there's a lot of people fishing that area, I'll put on that little poppy one, get a little sneaky with it, but
0: yeah, uh, I, I got you. So 50 pounds, sometimes up like, uh, the, you know, the other one that, that always gets me is that, uh, that, and I mentioned it before is that alligator grass, uh, that, that alligator vines yeah. that you get down yeah. on Toho or, you know, some of them Florida lakes, that is the toughest stuff
5: in the on the planet. You can't get anything through that. No. We've actually got a little bit on Darnell. We've got that viney stuff around the water willow where it just gets so tangled. It may just be water willow that's just old and twisted, but it's it's I think it's that gator. It's very similar to that stuff we got in Florida, if it's not the same stuff. And um, and, you know, it's hard punching right? stuff like that. You know, I'll go with a little heavier line when I'm punching through that stuff for sure. Yep. Yeah, that's the worst st- stuff. You ever fished around that, Rich?
2: I haven't. I have not fished around the gator it's, grass.
0: It's like the highest loss, like strike to catch, or lowest strike to catch of any grass yeah. on the planet. I mean, I don't know what it is. You get a fish in there, you always got to go get them. and uh, if, you, if, you, you, if you can get to them. If you make a long pitch, you're like, how? it's impossible. It's impossible. <laughs> that stuff is nuts, man. It'll make you crazy. I got a question
2: for you, Fred, on the on the frogging deal. Um, yeah, I don't want to get too far away from the line, but uh, what um, what gear
5: ratio reel are you using? You know, it's funny because I, I actually just talked about this um, the other day with Jacob Wheeler. You know, a lot of guys. We were just we just kind of like go over things together. It's it's fun to hear other people's opinions and and what they do. I personally will change it up. I like an eight to one. I like a seven and I like a six. And and the reason being is when I'm bringing that frog in, what do I, what am I trying to accomplish? Am I trying to make that frog dance in place? Am I trying to make it move forward? Am I wanting to get it, get back if the water drops, you know, or whatever, or if I get a blow up and I want to be able to get a quick, you know, fire back on that fish. So, um, in a situation where the fish are coming up and smoking it real fast and, and furious, I, I want to be able to wind in real quick and get back over there. So an 8 is probably the best scenario. Um, if I just standard you know 70% of the time it's probably just 6 to 7 to 1 ratio real. Um I will go to a 6 5 if I'm fishing a high tide scenario where the water just starts dropping on uh tidal systems where I want to work behind the weed line between the hard bank um, just to make that frog walk in place instead of moving it forward cuz I'm still doing the same the same action whether I'm using 8 7 or 6 All to right. 1 ratio. It's how much line am I bringing that frog in? Am I wanting to move it in a very short amount of space? Or am I wanting to, you know, so a 6'5", like Rayburn, for instance. I got on a really good frog. Last time we had a, a, a turn where I could actually throw a frog there. It ha- it was crucial I had a 6'5", because I could keep that frog where it needed to be.
2: How much emphasis do you put on the the... The difference, okay, couldn't you, when you have an eight and you say you have a, a five pounder that's balled up in 40 pounds of grass, like we get on the Chesapeake, you it's, lose freaking all, it's, yeah. it's freaking hard to like, to wind them in. And like, like I find myself sometimes I'm like, damn, I'm freaking tired from, from mm-hmm. that. Like, do you, do you consider going down to like the six, four to one gear ratio? If like, you mm-hmm. know that you're going to get be, more power. Yeah. Dealing with fish sure. that you got to bring
5: in and through all that nasty stuff. A seven, will, that's why I think a seven will pretty much get that done across the board. But okay. I do feel that difference in eight, and it, 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 for someone that may not know what we're talking about, just take take a deep dive and crankbait and try it on every reel, and feel the pull mm-hmm. and the resistance, and that will tell you exactly what we're talking about. How the gear on a on a you know faster retrieve reel loses power dramatically. Yeah. So right. um, and sometimes just
2: you know just getting on getting off that pressure for just a split second, that fish can. Gone. Be gone. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like it's almost like it's hard to turn the handle sometimes when they're really balled yeah. up in, in that stuff.
5: It, you've, yeah, I mean, you're exactly right. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I locked down the i lock down the drag and I use, you know, make sure I got the right rod for the situation. And, you know, with the Cortland Master Braid, you know, you, there's no there's no forgiveness there as far as stretch or anything. So um, it just comes down to your to, like I said, your retrieve. Well, we know you're one
0: of the greatest frog fishermen in the world. You're also amazing at flipping. Uh, it's a you're a shallow water guy. Um, what let's let's go down that road. What uh when you're when you're flipping in, and now that's there's you could talk about flipping in wood, flipping in grass. Uh, I guess hard cover and soft cover. What what are your line choices? Do you ever go fluorocarbon direct? Are you using braid with leaders? What what are your flipping setups? You know, it's, it's, that's a great
5: question. If I can get away, get away doing braid to to floral leader, if it's a contact situation on a baitcaster, I feel like the braid to floral carbon leaders is an excellent way to go. Um, you definitely want to make sure you're using rods with with guides that can handle that. You want a little wider guide on your rod to do that because you're going to be real in that knot through your, through your rod a couple of, you know, a few times. So it just, there's that little hesitation you want to make, you just want to be fluid with whatever you're doing. So Um, I I tend to go direct braid or I tend to go direct fluorocarbon. Um, But there are times where I I just feel like you need that fluorocarbon leader to get bit. Um, The water's real clean, but I will tell you this, Cortland does also have a a braid for when you're punching mats and it's vegetation only. I'm not talking about wood or rocks, vegetation. It's called silent flip. It's, it's, it's really soft and really when you flip it in that grass, it doesn't make that, that whizzing sound that, you know, as it's going in, it's, it's just silent that's why they call it silent flip and i feel like you could trigger if you got a bunch of people punching around you try that yeah. you'll get more. you know what i mean it's a little bit of a tricky deal um and you can get away with a little heavier you can get away with 65 if you were thought you were you know using a 50 because i feel like it's a little thinner diameter but um it's real quiet and it's just it's slick it slides right in those mats
4: but you don't want to put it the- around
5: box it's got a little extra strands in it so i mean it's um it's got its purpose for sure. And I use it pretty much when I'm in Florida. Yep. Like that is, well, that that that's, nice. a, that's
0: a slick little line. It's called Silent Flip. Guys, you can Silent, check it out. Yep. There's really nothing else out there like it. So uh, go check mm-hmm. it out, especially if you're a grass guy. Um, I know, you know, there's times when, I, when I'll use Master Braid as the main line. And a lot of times I really like, uh, you know, fluorocarbon direct. Uh, just cause it's just comfortable in my hand and I, and you know, if the, if the habitat's not that complex, that's when I'll usually do that or clear water situations. And, but then I'll go to a, you know, a 50 pound, uh, master braid with a leader. Um, and you know, when I, when I, if I'm in deeper water, if, if I need to hit the fish fast and, and get them up and out of there, I like to use that combination a, a lot, a lot of times uh here's one of the things that i like to do is when i'm fishing around zebra mussels, um which are a colossal headache uh i'll use like a 30 pound leader a floral leader i'll go real heavy on the leader and a 50 pound you know uh master braid mainline and that that helps me get those bites in it's amazing the difference when you get around barnacles and zebras the difference between 20 and 30 pound test, is everything like 20 20 pound will cut like butter and 30 pound will hold up you know but it's right. you can't you can't spool or i i don't like to spool 30 pound fluoro direct uh that that it gets kind of wiry and a little difficult to deal with but uh but that's you know there there's a lot of different flipping applications that you know that you can go into, but i I, I switch it up a little bit. Here's something else that I do differently and um and love you use a longer leader. I see i I tie a
5: short leader when I'm flipping. Well, no, no, no I'm, I'm only talking about spinning rods when I was talking about that going around the spool. When I'm flipping, it's about three to four foot.
0: Yeah. But yep.
5: I don't like much when I'm flipping on baitcaster. Sorry, I, I may not have clarified that. Well, I'm, I'm with you on that 100. percent But I am yeah. also learning. I like this. I like this 30 pound. I'm gonna I'm get some 30 pound. I don't even own 30 pound fluorocarbon. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm telling you right now, yeah. you get around that sharp
0: stuff, man. It it's, yeah, I like it'll it. save it'll save the day. But that because I like the the shorter leader to keep it out of my rod eyes, mm-hmm. so I can I can flip and pitch without ever having to get that knot up into the rod. Uh, which makes for a, a smooth application but uh what do you got josh
3: howie wants to know Frank did you say that you like using the normal guides on your rods or do you use micro guides?
5: I, I, I prefer normal guides. I really do. I prefer I prefer yeah I like I like my cause I do a lot of the knots, you know, so I want to make sure they can shoot through the guides. So I I know micro guides have their time and place, especially if you're going straight floral. They just kind of keep things tighter. But um I'm just I've gotten to the point where I really like the larger guides.
0: Yeah, I I, I do too. I'm uh, unless I'm doing braid direct or flora direct, uh, any time you're using a leader material, you need those larger larger guides.
3: So right. you know, one Shelby, thing- oh. you no, know, though. Do you use I Rod rods? If so, uh, what kind of knot do you tie to go through those micro guides?
5: Yeah, that's I don't. I, so I actually did design some rods with I Rod. Great company, but we did the. Um, we, 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 you know, I, I tried to do a braid to floral with them years ago. We never did get, it was almost too new of a concept when I was with them. So, um, yeah, it, you just don't want to have a leader long enough to, to go through. Now the spinning rods, you can't for sure, for sure. Their spinning rods are perfect for it. But the, as far as the bait casters, you just want to make sure you, like Pete said, a three foot leader, three and a half foot, just so you don't ever reel it into your top guide. Um, and you know, here's another thing we did not discuss. Which braid for a swim jig, which braid for like a walking spook bait, you know, a topwater bait. Um, I like to go 30 and 40. I like 40 for my swim jigs direct to the swim jig. And I like, I like a 30 when I'm throwing topwater. just I like to make long casts. But what I'll do is I'll put, I'll put a very, very short fluorocarbon leader just so the treble hooks don't twist into it. So I'll right. put almost about a foot of fluorocarbon and it'll be 20 pounds. It will not sink or, or, or hamper the action at one foot. Once you get past that, you start losing a little bit of that, you know, that wants to dip that nose down a little bit. So then it might. Why not lower. mono? Why not mono for that? Y- you could. You could. I don't see why not. I'm just, I just take my fluorocarbon because that's what I got with me most of the time. So.
2: Gotcha. Uh, gotcha.
5: Yeah, You okay. probably could do the mono because mono is very porous. It does float really well. Um, So you could do that as well. Just, you know, I would just, I just like the fluorocarbon.
2: So <laughs> as long as you keep that fluorocarbon leader short, it. Very it short. Does yeah. Make, okay. Yep.
5: Yep, it will not mess up a bait if you have a very short leader. And, but it'll keep you from, you know, you have that rod dangling off the side. You see one bust in front of you, you can grab it and throw it and not worry about the hooks getting t- caught into the braid because that will happen with trouble hooks.
0: Oh, it makes, it makes you nuts. And oh, it'll happen just like you said, exactly when you don't want it to happen, when the fish are busting or something.
5: Right, exactly. And, and, and especially after an energy drink. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, I I use
0: I use that too and and uh do you ever uh like go mono direct for top waters or are you are you braid with a leader
5: exclusively? Um the, you know like a popper? I like I I just I've always liked just a regular, you know, a popper, you know, like that style bait. I like just going straight mono. I just
4: really? I've always
5: been a 12 pound mono guy with a popper. Um you can go, you know, just cuz it's soft. It's a you know it's it's just it casts nice it, it allows you to make you know work the bait nice and it floats good i just i've always had good success that way I, I, my first tournament I ever won was at barriessa as a kid and it was on a uh, rico and i yeah. i did it with 12 pound uh mono so it's hard what to about around
2: what about around grass would you be hesitant to throw mo- straight mono fishing around grass throwing a rico
5: yeah, you know that's a good question. I I still do it, but it, it, you do lose some. I mean, the braid does cut through the grass pretty nice, right? I like would, that probably down ought to, braid. probably ought to consider that if I use a larger, you know, a larger topwater like that. Um, you know, like an I'm a skimmer or something like that. I, I would definitely do the braid to floral. Hmm. It's interesting. I I share that with you. I on the
0: the the little chuggers, the little popper style baits. I like. I use mono. Uh, you know direct and uh I've tried to use braid and man I've like man I've had some a lot of failures with it like a lot of guys are saying that their braid their strike to catch goes up but man like I've I've had some miserable smallmouth days where Hmm. where the you know these these smallmouth are crashing the you know a big walking bait and you're hitting them with braid you're getting directly connected but they just I I lose Hmm. a lot of fish that way so, uh, you know, I've man, I I lean towards on top or I lean towards mono uh, on most most of situations. The, situation. but so the my, treble hook rates. On, yeah, I know a lot of guys are, are are man braid is the is the way they're going. It's crazy. Mm-hmm.
5: Hmm. The, the thing I see about braid is, I mean, it, it lasts for so long too, right? So you don't have to change up. You can buy your your spool of whatever you like and keep that as your leader and make it last a long time, especially with the economy the way it is. So. Um, I mean, it's, it's expensive, That's, you
0: know. It's great. That's a great point. I, I just, is- uh, I just uh, rigged a kid's tackle box where I helped his dad put a tackle box together for a kid and, and I had to, you know, I'm getting him braid a lot. It's and it's, you know, it's on the higher price side of things and it's kind of shocking, but that that one spool of Master Braid, uh, that'll get you through all summer. Oh, yeah. And you can and just oh, reach yeah. leaders.
3: Because BashU members
5: get 25% off Courtland
0: line, line. There you go. <laughs> uh, there you go. A what great a great
5: deal. Great deal.
0: Yep. Get over, to, get over to BashU.TV. Check it out. It's on the Pro Member Benefits. Section guys, if you haven't gone over there, get over there. We've got so much great stuff. It's a great time you're buying gifts, there's all kinds of discounts on uh, a lot of great stuff over there. And Aqua View is having a big they are thing Tackle at Direct. Tackle Direct right now, too. So, if you've always wanted to get that underwater camera, uh, which you really need to get, uh, it's going to help you understand a lot about what's going on down under. uh it's, You can get a great deal on Aqua View right now. Tackle Direct makes an amazing gift uh, for an
2: angler. But we got a question from uh from our very own man behind the curtains, Jeff, Jeff Olson. By the way, Freddie, Jeff says says hey to you. What's but going on, Jeff? To, he wants to know if you have some tips on rigging and the retrieve of your four-inch swim bait.
5: Okay, that's a that's a um, a loaded question. <laughs> are we talking about the weed list or are we talking about the line through?
2: We're, we're doing it,
5: man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have right, we're gonna talk about the weedless. We're going we're gonna to talk about the weedless right now. Um, so the weedless, it's a four and a half inch swim bait. Uh, it's a belly hooked design. You can rig it on a jig head if you want to fish it deeper. Um, and, and I've shown little tricks on that. But for the most part, it's a belly, you know, I, I belly hook it. I fish it in, in four foot of water or less for the most part. Sometimes I'll get six, eight foot, depending on um how i how, you know where i'm fishing i might stick a nail weight in in the nose of it to keep it down a little bit um that's one thing that i probably never really told many people about um but belly weighting i'm using a um i mean i, I the hayabusa 7 um 958 is actually the uh the the belly weighted hook i love for it um owner makes a great one too as well gamagatsu's got a great one um, they all have their uh you know w- what you like i will say that the owner spring is what I use on on all of them. I, I swap swap out those little uh, those little light wire springs that Hibusa has to an owner uh, center pin large. And the large will make your swim bait last a bunch, which doesn't help me much when I'm telling you this because you know I, I get less <laughs> fish this way. But it's it, it's it's going to help you save you know save your bait. I, I mean I fished the same swim bait all day long and caught 20 fish. So when you have that that owner center pin on this seven knot hibusa belly weight. I'll use either a three sixteenth ounce belly weight or a quarter ounce. Um, I'll run it straight on fluorocarbon, 17 to 20 pound. Um, I will run it straight there. I'm going to start playing with using the, you know, trying it with the braid. Maybe go down to a 30 pound just so I can get it down, cut through the water column down deeper. Because that's really a realm with the weedless swim bait that I haven't exposed. I haven't had, you know time to really just learn how to keep that thing down on the bottom in that eight to 12 foot. So I know guys in California are starting to get the heavier Gamagatsu belly weights. They got them all the way to a half ounce that'll fit on it and you can slow roll it down there like a clear lake and stuff like that and catch a lot of big fish. So um, for me, the most part, it's that shallower water stuff, but um, I'm going to, I'm going to play with that a little bit. So definitely change out that little spring though. You'll, you'll find that's a huge, huge factor.
0: Jeff, Jeff has fallen in love with your swim bait. So, uh, he's, uh, living down there on Lake Hartwell. Uh, oh, but wait. great question. Well, let's, uh, when you're there, those are the three things that, uh, we, we didn't t- those three bait categories. And, um, are you, and those are spinner bait, chatter bait and swim baits. Um, are you, what lines are you using,
5: uh, for those three categories? you know the spinnerbait it's funny because spinner spinnerbait i kind of still like going old school mono with a spinnerbait i really do really yeah yeah it's just it, you know with a spinnerbait you can pull you can pull it out of a fish's face pretty quick um mm-hmm. but i still like to have a, a, a little bit stiffer rod with you know fast action with it so it just it's a good balance it's got stretch right it's got a little bit of stretch so you're not pulling it away so i like a 15 pound or copolymer um you know, that's been always really good. I still have a bunch of P line 15 pound copolymers. So that's, that's been a really good line for me over the years um, with the spinnerbait. I've had a lot of success. I've caught eight, nine, 10 pounders on the Delta with it. It's hard for me to change up. Now, you can still throw fluorocarbon, maybe get away with a little softer rod because there's less stretch in it. But um, um, as far as chatterbait, chatterbait, I like fluorocarbon. I like um, actually, there's a, you know, I, and I can just kind of tell you what I use because I don't really have. A full carbon sponsor or anything like that so full carbon i'll either use like 15 pound um you know if i go to the store this is what's available if they've got 14 pound gamma that's my favorite chatterbait line 14 pound gamma if you can 14, find it wow i know right a little bit lighter but that 14 pound is like 16 sunlight. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah so it's it's all about yeah the 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 way it feels. And then uh, 15 pound, like Seagar Invis X is great for a chatterbait. Now, I will go 1720 if it's, you know, if I'm bulking up and going through some, you know, some Okeechobee bass or something like that. But um, if I can get away with a little bit lighter line, I always do.
0: What about, uh, I I haven't really played with,
5: what's that? What about swim baits? Yeah, swim baits. um, Like I said, I, I, you know, I, I like 15 to 20 pound. I mean just straight floor carbon on swim yep. baits. Yep. Yep. If it's a contact bait to the bottom, like I said, then it would be something I'd do braid to floor or something like that. But we're talking about just straight retrieve. It's it's usually typically, you know, we're not talking top water, we're just talking about that class of baits. I do like a mono versus, you know, or fluorocarbon. Mostly a fluorocarbon. The um I remember when I first
0: learned chatterbait fishing, we were all throwing it on braid direct. You know, that's kinda the how everybody was throwing it and you know we we figured out that you know we need that fluorocarbon in a lot of situations uh they, the fish get line shot but here's the deal i still i have a, the scenario where i throw braid uh with that with the vibrating jig is when you get late in the season when the grass gets really mature and and you can you have to rip it too hard with fluoro it doesn't it stretches a lot and but with braid you can just snap your wrist and clear that bait keep it in the strike zone uh so yeah man i'm I'm that's a good point absolutely i'm I'm using braid uh for that particular situation but um but yeah those those other three applications are fluorocarbon applications
5: you know what blew my mind i fished in portugal just a few weeks back my team partner was david fritz crankbait legend do you know what he throws with his crankbaits braid yeah braid 20 pound braid real (laughs) the drags as loose as you can imagine oh my god it it was it was cool to see this because i had never i just did just it blew my mind so yeah i mean you may there may be braid for the purpose for everything i'm still trying to learn all that you know they is is doing this for 20 something years and that i just that opened my mind to a whole nother concept i get it though if you're cranking through brush piles wouldn't you rather bend your hook open than lose that crankbait
0: yeah well it's funny because for years uh fritz was teaching mono and a noodle rod for cranking and uh that's how he won the classic that's how he was aoy and all that and, uh, I, we, we interviewed him, uh, for, for live. And he said that he is, he has changed his thinking and he switched everything over to braid direct for, for cranking. And that was, uh, you know, it was just, it was just shocking, but he's, you know, he feels like his strike to catch is going through the roof because of that, you know? But yeah, there's, there's a lot of different ways to, cause I'm still um, on all my cranking, I'm straight fluorocarbon. Uh, ninety percent of the sit, almost all the situations, but um, crazy braided line for cranking. What do you got, Josh?
3: Dan Allen wants to know. Since there's so many, so many techniques, is there a go-to for all-purpose line?
2: Is there a go-to for all-purpose line? Man, I, 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 I'm not the guy to answer this, but I, I, I'll just want to throw it out there. You can use thirty-pound braid for a lot of different stuff. Yeah, like, I agree. It's, it's true. It, it. I mean, it'll get you by for flipping. It'll get you by for for winding baits. It'll get you by for for frogging if you
5: really have to. You know, you got to adjust your rod, but I don't know. But it'll yeah. last. It'll last too. You can trust it, especially if you get Portland Masterbraid. Yeah. And you
0: can throw leaders on if you need to. You know, uh, and make you even yep. more versatile, uh, with with something like that. But that's. Yeah, that's a great – because it gets complicated, Dan. Like we're sitting there talking about we, – we've got like 15 different line diameters and, and colors, but we're, you know, we're diving in deep, you know. But I could I could see a guy that's going out with just a few rod and reel combos, you know, that we might want to simplify. But that's a great question, Dan. What do you got, Josh? Um,
3: I'm not sure if you answer this or not. <laughs> but Clay wants to know, Fred, why did you make your line tie a square on your frog?
0: Uh, what was that? Uh, your line tie on your frog is a square. Is the question?
5: Oh, there's t- no real reason for it. It's just how we. It was just how we can make that work um, with that. So that, that that line tie. There's more to it than just the line tie. Honestly, it'd probably be nice if we could make it round. But this this is so unique on it. It actually has a weight to it. So when you pop that frog, it counterbalances the belly weight. So we did. We use that. So when it walks that frog and you kill it, it'll give it an extra hop, kind of like a teeter top. So it, it's got a little extra little oomph to it. Um, so yeah, that's, that is why it's like that. It's more oomph. the part that we're using.
0: Gotcha. Great question. Uh, mm-hmm. thanks for everybody on the IM board. Appreciate all those amazing questions. And, um, Fred, you know, before we let you go, um, What's going on, man? You're doing the MLF. They switched back to all fish counts. Uh, where's your head at with things? What are you doing this year?
5: Well, first of all, obviously, <laughs> I love fishing because you see me pick up a rod. Like, here. <laughs> <laughs> to me, I just want to be fishing. I just want to be competing. I am in Major League Fishing. Um, I'm fishing Major League Fishing Bass Pro Tour this year. And, um, you know, my, my, my eggs are in that basket right now. I mean, I'm not saying... Is where I'll be forever. I'm going to fish what I can fish and compete the way I can compete. I, I do like the all fish counts a little bit better than when we did the five fish for this format. I really do because, uh, for one, I had a little bit better success the last couple years in this last year, but it, it, I just want it to be the same. I want it to be a little bit different than what we, we did on our, our standard five fish weigh-ins. So I think this is a good, good way to go back to, you know, for this, for this program for next year is going to be back to what I, what I signed up for. And, um, you know, I, I just, I just want to fish, guys. I just want to fish. I'm not into the, the whole politics of which league this and that. I just, I, you know, I want to fish, make a living, raise my kids, and let them chase the dreams they want.
0: That's great, great answer, and then it's cool. I like the, the you know, uh, they that every fish counts is what made them what separated the the tour so it's it's you know i think it's the the move to go back to that because that's what you know got them there but what mm-hmm. how have you changed? like that's i was surprised i'm surprised to hear you say that you did better with every fish counts than with the five fish like it, it, it like when i think of you i think of big fish i th- i would think that that would be better for you but you found a
5: way to be more successful with the every fish counts yeah, I mean I like to mix it up. I find I you know over the years, and it may just be, you know, like my confidence level at certain times of day, but there's windows when they when they bite the swim bait. There's windows when they bite that frog. And I finally, after 20 something years of competing, realized that I need not to be doing it all day. I need to be doing it during those windows. So during those other opportunities, those other times that when the fish stop biting, when the score tracker is slowing down that's when i could pick up the finesse rod i could pick up that eight pound Cortland master braid and and, and pick them off that way too so i feel like i've got it i know i'm known for certain things but i really do play the game versatile so um i i like just keep catching fish
0: awesome well we'll be rooting you on this year what's up with the kids like are they
5: uh you know i know you got some competitive fishermen in the group over there yeah. So Jackson, I mean, he, he's talking about one the Toyota series. He's 16. I'm like, man, okay, cool. Well, he does a lot of the youth stuff. You know, I help sponsor a, a youth um, league out here in Arkansas, um, Arkansas Bass Youth Hogs. He does that. Um, and then I, I, I'm a captain. Uh, Ted actually got to be a captain this weekend for him on Lake Darnell. Uh, but, you know, I, I do that. And then I mean, he's doing that. And then he's also going to try to jump into some high school stuff. Um, he's doing that with uh, Jack Mize, son of Aaron Mize, who owns Horizon Trike Marine, one of my sponsors, uh, the boat dealership here in in uh, in Clarksville. Oh, Ted's hooked up. You guys want to see a fish? Let's see here. Yes. Yeah. What is, Teddy got? what is up with Ted? He's always hooked up. Let's go. There? What you got? He's, what you got? What is it? is it? Oh,
4: it's a small. Oh, oh. big
5: smallmouth. That looks – On the
4: Alabama (laughs) rig.
2: That is awesome.
5: They're
4: schooled up right there.
5: They're schooled up right there? Oh, cool.
0: Oh, man. We're we're,
5: we're, going to have
0: to see. Is that that the first time ever a fish was caught on live?
2: Second. Second. Second time? I think think B. (laughs) Height did it, too.
1: (laughs) B. Height did it. Way to go, Dad.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. We got to send him a swag bag from BashU for that. There
4: you
0: that's go. A, that, that's really cool stuff. Well, Heck yeah. Well, uh, well, that's awesome, man. I w- is, is Jackson going to think, is he
5: thinking about doing the boater side of Toyota? Oh, yeah. Or? He wants to just jump straight. You know, I don't <laughs> I know. It. I mean, he. I'm actually in his boat right now. <laughs> my, my boat's being built. I sold I sold my 23 um, to, to a professional baseball player, which is pretty cool. But anyway, I, I'm, I'm waiting on my new boat from Phoenix. Uh, it's just a few days out, so. Um, I'm fishing out of Jack's boat. We bought a, it's a 2016. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's got, it's got the live scope in the front. We're just running two graphs on this boat and, uh, man, it's, it's just, it's, it's fast. This boat's too fast. I didn't have a boat like this bass. this, this Phoenix, it's a 920, and it's got a two stroke on it, Mercury. And this sucker's like 76 miles an hour. It's almost like I probably should have got them a little bit, something smaller, <laughs> but we got a smoking deal on it. So it was one of those deals. So. You you,
0: uh, you you might need to put a restrictor plate on that outboard
5: Yeah, I got to adjust this foot pedal. I've been staring at it. We've been talking, looking down there. How, to get, how can we slow this puppy down for him? But, uh, <laughs> but now he's uh, he's 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 quite the fisherman. I mean, you know, he had success in the kayak world a little bit, and uh, he's he's just he just loves it. I mean, I you know, every day he comes home from school, he's either. Taking, we have a little lake by us that, that is uh, troll motor only, electric. I was trying to see if Mercury would help us out and get a uh, one of those new electric motors, but uh, we'll, we'll work on that. But we, it's a troll motor only. There, it's Huckleberry. It's about a mile from our house, and he'll go out there and just catch them. Or he'll go hunting. Right now it's hunting season, so he gets home, and he's just such an outdoorsman. And, uh, you know, as long as he keeps getting those straight A's, I can't argue what he does. So. I'm super proud. And then my youngest son is just an athlete. He's just football player, basketball. Um, we'll fish some tournaments together, just like Monday nighters and stuff. And uh he loves fishing, he's got skill in it, but his passion right now is in the uh athletics. So he's it. Killing it, it. Fun Every time I look worlds. on Instagram. Every time I look on Instagram, Avery's scoring another touchdown. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude, the kids I and, and, and I mean I know it's my kid, so I'm gonna talk highly of him, but the kids got wheels. I don't know yeah. where he got he must have got it from his mama. <laughs> <laughs> So he's well man,
0: that's yeah. so awesome that's so awesome so it's great to see and uh appreciate you being with us make sure to say hi to julie for us and uh, i will i will we'll we'll, we'll hope to i want to invite you too uh we're, we're having a bash you meetup in athens texas oh yeah uh, in january yep we're gonna go try to catch a share lunker out of lake athens uh oh no, just but, let me
5: know i'll be there all right, <laughs> for sure. That's not. I mean, that's, that's a hop, skip, and a jump. Way I live in Arkansas, right? That's not too yep. far. I'm I going know to Austin. I get to go to Clay Guida's fight this weekend. UFC nice. fight. You know he Heck loves fish, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going down there. Ted and I are. Is that in, Dallas? Jackson. Where is that? It's in Austin. It's in Austin. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna take the boat down there and uh, fish on our way down there.
0: Well, we will, sit, we will send you an invite, man. It's great to have you with us, as always. I miss you, man. It's good to see you, you and uh, we'll be rooting for you this year. Hopefully, we'll see you
5: in Athens in just a couple of months. Awesome. Thank you, Pete. Thank you, Riz. Thank you, Jocelyn. Yep. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Bye. And thank you, all, right. all the Bass University fans out there for putting up with me for the last hour.
0: <laughs> Everybody loves Boom Boom. Have a great day, buddy. Have a great holiday. We'll see you thank soon. You too. We'll see Bye. you soon. In, uh, A lot of great details, a lot of great information about which line to pick for which particular application. I think pretty much covered everything. And uh, make sure if you want to, if you're going to try Cortland line, get over to bash you.tv and, and take advantage of that 25% off. You you'll be glad you did. You're going to love it. Uh, It's it's just great line that just performs so well in so many different situations, but as well, you know, like I said, we talked about all the different kinds of lines we're going to i don't know it's hopefully hopefully justin's got a really good mm-hmm. you know question for you guys uh because there was a lot that went down here back. we got to try to stump dan allen i don't know how we're gonna do it but we're trying i'm stomping him
1: but, <laughs> making fun of me the
2: whole show That's speaking so yeah dan allen said that uh that there, there's also been other fish catches on live, and it was actually when I did it and made Dan Allen lose ten dollars <laughs> because he bet on Justin.
1: What did Rich say? Something I just muted his mic over here. I didn't no know what he <laughs> uh, Well, that's
0: true. We have caught a lot of fish live when we were actually trying to catch fish, so that has happened. But when our that's like when our guests are live, that's rare. Who was the other one they called him?
2: Uh, somebody on, yeah, somebody on B Heights boat. Heights.
0: Okay. Yep. That's very very cool.
3: Before we go to break, I do want to give a shout out to William Shelby. He said I'll be rocking the Bass U face buff and logo on my kayak this year.
2: Um, nice. Yes. Thanks,
3: William. And also another shout out to on YouTube Wheat State Dude. He said, "Love my Bass University actually helped me win a tournament this year." Congratulations.
0: Excellent. Heck yeah. Where'd you win that tournament? Let us know. That's uh that's awesome. Uh it's a lot of guys are are using it. Uh and we've got a great lineup of speakers. Ben Milliken comes to mind. He he was a Bash University in class student who continues to subscribe to Bash University and has used it, you know, throughout and now is heading to the elites. So we've seen that before. We've seen guys make it to the classic, uh, using the program. And so many people come up to me when I'm on the road and they just, you know, thanking me for building a program that's helped them be more consistent getting more confidence when they're out on the water and oh, yeah. uh, man that's awesome to hear it makes us really proud to put this program together for you guys we're going to take a quick commercial break and we're going to come back and we're going to be giving away some really cool stuff right after be this on
1: the lookout for the trivia question
2: the leader in underwater viewing technology. Find what you are looking for.
4: Catch more fish. Have more fun. AquaView. Seeing is believing.
0: Why do you love catching fish and rods? I'm truly losing less fish. Is the sensitivity of the rod?
1: That's are made right here in North Carolina in the USA. Strongest, lightest rod, 100% made here in Sanford, North
4: Carolina. The drop shot rod, to the flipping stick. Every rod has a purpose to it, and I rely on them all the time when I'm out doing a tournament.
2: Durability in the John Cruise Worming series. The counterbalancing in the handle. It's the only rod I found that can withstand my hooks set. Boom goes the dynamite!
4: on the water not spent fishing is a moment wasted. That's why Minn Kota and Humminbird joined forces to bring you the One Boat Network. Products that communicate and integrate to help you take full command of your boat. Born from our commitment to making the most advanced fishing gear even better by making it work together. The One Boat Network will help you find, get to, stay on, and catch more fish. When One Boat Network products talk to each other, they can navigate your boat automatically. They can give you a crystal clear view of what's below with no messy wires. And they can let you lower, raise, and change shallow water anchor modes from anywhere on the boat. But that's just the beginning. We're never done innovating, integrating, and making your boat simpler and easier to control. All so you can make every second on the water count.
0: Cortland
2: Line Master Braid, America's premium super braided fishing line, manufactured in our Cortland, New York facility and constructed from the highest quality spectra fibers available. Cortland Line Company, made in America since 1915.
4: have to have the best eyewear. My eyes are essential to doing my job. It's the highest quality
2: lens that I've ever used. Top of the line performance in these glasses. But they're priced for absolutely everyone. The everyday angler can afford them. As a touring professional pro, if I can depend on them, I know the weekend angler can as well. Hobie
1: Eyewear, built for the pros. Priced for everyone.
0: welcome back to bass university live i want to uh express uh some condolences in the fishing world we lost some big personalities uh we lost big dave smith who uh who i competed against in in a number of tournaments over on the old flw tournament trail and uh he's just a great um great man long time fisherman in the sport and just one of the most likable person people in the sport um condolences to his family and Mark Tucker uh who I also battled with over on the Bassmaster side and some other places uh had some great credentials and um and uh we just saw some social media posts where where he had passed so our our condolences uh to Mark and his family um wishing them all the best through this time it's been uh it's been a it's been a crazy year, and it continues. And um, we've got uh we're getting ready to travel, and we're getting ready to come down and see you guys. And really looking forward to that. I hope Freddie gets to make it down there. Yeah. Our, our meetup we got to get great. an inv- invitation over to him. That would be awesome. And um, wait, what's happening at Bash University? We have uh our releases are always um coming and bringing the you know some amazing tutorial content and uh, what's happening this week
2: yes sir so this week our on the water release is jonathan van dam mr jvd um and he did an on water demonstration for us uh about tail race fishing um he happened to be on a tennessee river lake but um you know he talks about he he instructs on how to fish in the current how to predict where the fish are going to be based on how much current's flowing out of certain turbines and uh, really did a nice job demonstrating the that. Caught some nice big small mouth on a yeah, finesse swim bait. Um, so that was a that was a really cool one. Great seminar. And then this week, our classroom release is Mr. Jesse Wiggins. and that release is cranking all around 365 days a year. And um, Jesse breaks down all the columns of water that you can crank in. It's not always super shallow cranking. It's not always real deep cranking. There's this whole mid column that sometimes gets forgotten about. And that falls in that, uh, that, that five to 11 foot range where, you know, you, 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 you get past your six foot running baits, but you're not quite up to your tens yet. Well, Jesse breaks down how he fishes all of those columns of water and, uh, how he does it all year round to put, put bass in the boat. So. Check them out.
0: Yeah, very, very timely content um, at Bashu, and I know you guys. I, I, I think I've said it, but we have our holidays special going on right now. It's our Cyber Week, so and we're and with your subscription comes a fifty dollar coupon to tackle direct. Can't uh, beat it. Yeah, Can't beat it. It's and there's the, there's great only time. Uh,
3: two days left too to get your your early bird discount for the tickets.
0: Uh, That's only nice. two days and left day two to get your days. discount for your tickets. That's right. We're running out of time. We are. Two TikTok. days. No, no, TikTok. To November 30th, Thirtieth, that discount ends. So if you're thinking about coming to class, you want to give it as a gift. Uh, the discount uh, expires, I guess that's Thursday. Is it Thursday?
3: You say what's it? Yep, Thursday. Thursday.
0: <laughs> Thursday, midnight. Go get those tickets and come on down and join us. We're going to have a blast uh, learning from the greatest anglers on the planet. So uh, last chance to like and share the feed. To get yourself into the contest to win some of this great stuff, um, what what's going on in your world, Josh? What did you find?
3: So I know that we've talked about this like a lot, but about forward facing Sonar. Mm. But one of the majority of the topics now are about co anglers, and do you think that they're they're going to kind of steer away from that since it's a disadvantage? Because so the the article I was basically reading was saying that forward facing is coming. To be more popular, and with lucrative payouts for new tournaments, they pref- there has been presented a significant challenge for co anglers. It it's time to yeah. reevaluate the role of a co angler in a bass fishing tournament.
0: Oh yeah, the complications there. The co sitting in the back, guys are scoping around looking mm-hmm. for fish, and what's going to do? We had a guy in our Texas class last year assembling a co angler. Uh, forward facing sonar kit, which is a hand operated uh transducer to the you know to be able to be used by the co in the back of the boat. Um, man, that's uh, that's interesting. Is is that gonna? Are, I wonder if guys have actually done that this year. I've seen them like there's mounts, even yeah. like on uh, on the uh, the the driver's side, you know, when you're idling, there's a there's like a mount you can drop in and you can rotate your sonar unit and scan while you're driving. Uh, The co-angler, is it fair for the co-angler to be using that technology from the back and and sniping fish that way or not? I I was more so thinking,
3: do you think co-anglers are going to start not going into tournaments because they don't find that it's going to be fun I think you're
0: going to see that. Are co-anglers maybe not wanting to, if they know it's going to be a a mega live tournament is you know maybe they're not going to be so inclined to participate uh it's going to be hard to. it's going to be hard to say i will say this some of the tournaments some of the uh opens that i fished this year i mean i fished without a co we didn't have a we didn't have not have a full field on the co side of things yeah so uh you know i think there it's is a little bit of they're you know guys saying we
1: don't want to fish that way
3: justin what's your opinion since you uh, i
1: think they're gonna start disappearing honestly and i don't think anybody's bringing a forward-facing sonar unit and i mean how mad would you be pete if if somebody <laughs> brought a freaking 12-inch screen and it's got it rigged up in the back of your boat and some how does that even work like i don't I don't, even, even, I don't know how i feel bad bringing more than five rods with me imagine if i'm walking in a boat with a 12-inch screen yeah. under my arm i I'd Probably drop that down boat ramp too. I mean, <laughs> I you know, I don't know. I think it's just go fishing, you just got to finesse them up behind these guys. You know? It can, it can still be done. I think
2: the I answer know. is just throw a jerkbait, yeah. Just like, I that's yes. I
1: mean, not it can still, you know, it can still be done.
0: I see a lot of guys doing it where they're, um. I hear guys talking about it all the time. Yeah, he they're scoping up front. I just fish around the boat, and they have as much success as the guy that's scoping. So, yeah. um, On the
1: same. I mean,
2: what we're learning about the crazy smallmouth on a place like Champlain is that they're everywhere. They're everywhere. They're 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 every. They're all around your boat. Yeah.
4: You know, it's kind
0: of like the same thing with like the sight fishing when we were when they're bed fishing. Guys would would get upset with that as the code. They didn't like that, but. The reality of it is, the guys, a lot of the co's would do extremely well just randomly casting out in open water yep. for cruising fish, yep. uh, and do as well as you know any of the other coes that you know weren't sight fishing. So, yeah, I think there's going to be a little bit of uh, guys are going to, you know, maybe we're seeing that already in the co side. I think you are, but it's but.
1: Just- one of those things just do like justin
0: does man just throw a carolina rig out there and drag it around yeah (laughs) you know get yourself in the top 10 or save up and buy a boat.
1: yeah exactly i (laughs) mean i've co-anglered now so just just gotta hang around and go fishing brother yeah,
0: I don't know what I would do with it if the guy starts bringing all that sonar gear in, trying to plug into my battery system. Yeah, that's system. crazy. That's you so, know?
1: I feel like that's so disrespectful. <laughs> like, I, really, I yeah. Do you think
3: they'll start redesigning boats to have forward, like those for both? No
1: way. I, I, they okay. already it's have that in the walleye
2: world. Yeah, yeah. They oh, already man. have it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. They like run them off, on man. the... They run Both guys in the boat will be running their own forward-facing sonar on a turret.
1: Wow! Mm-hmm. Wow! I mean, guys are saying you know the beam sometimes is scaring them away as a coing. That's an advantage. TX, and they're they're coming towards you or something, or I don't know. Why Just are you bringing up all
0: Jews. this controversial stuff, Jocelyn? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah.
4: Well,
0: <laughs> it's the holidays. I typed in bass fishing news, <laughs>
3: and that came uh, up.
0: <laughs> no, that's 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 fine. That's cool. Well,
1: are we ready to give away some prizes? Yeah, so yep. uh, the the grand prize trivia question is now in the chat so we will see who wins that and somebody while, distract uh, dan allen quick yeah, dan allen is now distracted and while we're doing that we'll do oh boy oh oh
0: while we're doing it's that all right, we'll, they can still hear us well, yeah
1: we'll we
3: our-, our like and share winner frankie Polifroni.
2: <laughs> hey frankie provolone <laughs> from slay yes, nation that guy. we hear you
3: can't say your last name sorry
2: and um Guys, we need the whole kit and caboodle on uh on this hook. He he mentioned all the details. So the hook, the model number. The hook, the size, the model number. Yep. And there while we're go. waiting
1: for the answer for the grand prize, we will do the sub of the week. Sub we of the week of a year. Uh shout out Andrew Blanton from uh Lander University. They got 20 pound sack here, and that that one in his right hand is oh. a 745 holy smokes i'm begging what did he say what lake that is oh i forget why do i feel like it was on lanier is that did they please hold
2: (laughs) we're still missing something in there we uh we need the we need the hook the model number and the size model number size model number size
1: green it was on greenwood lake greenwood yep big
0: it's awesome congratulations man well done keep wearing those bashy colors guys send us your picks where do they need to send picks send them to me
1: on instagram
0: please instagram we want to know come on you guys you guys are fishing down in texas i know you guys are hunting your share lunkers this time of year we want to see uh saint
1: crest yeah saint crest <laughs> the correct answer was the Hayabusa good WRM, which is the worm model, 958 and a 7 aught. Wow. Good job. It stumped some people, so good job to, that's to how, does, how would
0: you, you remember that? that? That's uh that's well done. Great question. I love it. We challenged our group a little bit, guys. Uh great having Fred on the show. Wanna wish him best of luck this season over at the MLF. Thanks so much uh for hanging out with us. I hope you guys had a wonderful Thanksgiving, and we're going to be back next week with another episode of of Bass Live. We'll keep you posted on who we're going to be talking to. I also want to um, uh, give a shout out to uh, Bass After Dark is having a show this Thursday um, where they're going to be taking on. One of the topics that we took on is the forward-facing sonar controversy Who's for it? Who's against it? We just, Jocelyn just threw her hat in the ring talking about the Co-Angler side of things. Uh, so that's going to be a Thursday night at nine o'clock. Uh, check it out wherever you get your podcast. I think on YouTube as well. And uh want to wish BTC and Ken Duke good luck with that show. And we will see you guys next week with another episode of Bash University Live. Have a great day, everybody.